Hey everyone. Hey dear sister. Hope this message and this episode find you in good health, right? So listen, I have been sitting here wondering why sometimes I choose to record these episodes live, right? But my emotions are all over the place, y'all. Like seriously, I have been trying to be cheery and excited. And this is one of those days where it is okay for you to be sad. And it is okay for you to also have joy. And it is okay for you to have moments of peace and moments where you are wondering what in the world is going on, right? So Choose to Live Free podcast is underpinned by I Am Free Woman Ministries. And I Am Free Woman Ministries really is supported by an executive team. And today, unfortunately, I received the news that um, one of my executives um, lost her mother uh, due to cancer. And, you know, she's a very dear friend of mine. Um, she's actually our VP and I have been trying to get happy and excited and just be like, yes, we are going to post the episode that was scheduled tomorrow and it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful. But then a part of me just kept having this sinking, saddened feeling that I could not shake. And then I realized that, you know what, Kate, it is okay. It is okay for you to be sad. It is okay for you to get on the microphone and actually share with the community, with your listeners, what is truly going on with you. It is okay because that is what doing life is. That is what dealing with life is. That is what life is about. Life is not meant to be always joy, joy, happy-go-lucky and all that. The joy is still in your heart, Kate. But so is the pain of watching a friend go through pain, of seeing a friend go through suffering. And you cannot take away the suffering. You can only walk through the suffering with her. And that is what I witnessed when I was with my friend over the weekend. And receiving the news today doesn't make it any easier. So, dear sister... If you have ever found yourself in a space where you have had to grieve or help a friend grieve, console a friend, comfort a friend, a family member or somebody like that, or you may be one of those that haven't yet been through that, then I want you to take some time and come on in because this might be one of those episodes where you save for now or for later, depending on where you are in your walk or journey, because you might need this and you will need this someday. So I want you to come on in and let's figure out how we all can learn to grieve, our, to, to help our friends uh, grieve during moments where we would rather just take away their pain but we can't. Okay, so come on in and let's go. Hi, dear sister, it's Kate again, and it is great to have you listening. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart as you choose to live free in Christ every day. 
I believe healing is our choice and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say heal people, heal people. Whew, yes, life is happening, y'all. Life is happening and I want to be giddy. I want to be happy. I want to be excited. I want to give y'all my typical, you know, laughter and all that. But not today. Not today. Because my heart is with my friend. My heart is in a space of remembering where I was in 2020 when I lost my father. My heart is in that space. And it's not a switch that you can turn on and you can turn off. It's a process that you walk through. And so when you see your friend suffering, as I did when I saw her on Saturday, and when you see how the pain is for her, you can't take it away, but you can definitely sit with her. You can walk with her. You can pray with her and you can hold her hand and gently say that I am here. Whatever you need, I am here for you. That dear sister, is walking with someone through grief, walking with someone through their pain, walking with someone through their moments, their low moments where they would rather hide on their pillow or don't want you to see their vulnerability. But when someone opens your eyes and allows you to walk into their life to see their vulnerability, dear sister, I want you to hold that person close and I want you to cherish that moment of vulnerability because it doesn't come easy. You probably know it, being vulnerable is not easy. And so for someone to be vulnerable with you, with your feelings, you got to hold that person close and you got to hold that posture close. I had to go back to a blog that I had written a few months ago, which had to do with grieving and how to help a friend grieve. And you know, when you when when I get the inkling or the Holy Spirit prompts me to write, I oftentimes do not delay with my writing. I may delay on some other projects, but definitely not my writing. And at that time, when I wrote this piece, which is on my website at chiefjoyactivator.com, I wrote about how to help a friend grieve. I have come a long way with this type of um, situation in friendships. You know, friendships are huh, sometimes very difficult to navigate. And grief is one of those moments. You've heard of people say that, when I encountered grief, I lost a lot of friends because people don't know how to do it. And we don't know how to help a friend grief. Sometimes we, we sit back because we don't want to be involved. Or sometimes by the time we involve, we are involved, it's too late. I have come a long way with this in friendships. Life teaches us and when we take time to learn the lessons, such experiences become the best teachers. I have not always gotten it right, but I am better now than I used to be when it comes to being present with friends during times of grief. So as I reflected on my being present with my friend over the weekend, I realized that for someone whose business is using anointed words to coach, teach, and heal, 
I am also gifted with the ability and skill to console a grieving heart. But then I wonder, how about those who don't have or can't find the words to really console a grieving friend? And there are many people out there who would say that I don't know what to say. Like when I, when my friend is going through this, I really don't know what to say. And sometimes we, sh- we, we, we stop at, you know, condolences to you or sorry for your loss and we don't know what to say, right? Grieving is not a one and done affair. For as long as the human race exists and people relate with one another, there will be moments of grief due to the events associated with the loss. Anytime you experience a loss, your heart grieves. Some may be subtle and would not require days, weeks, months, years to walk through. Notice I did not use the words heal from grief. Grief is a continuous journey of slowly laying down what you once held and exchanging that which no longer holds for something new and different. Wow, you might want to rewind that part. The experience of grief brings with it change. Change in the person holding the grief as well as change in the people witnessing the grief. When loss happens, our mind shifts into a space of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, and feign. When loss happens, indeed, our brain's responses would be one of these. But what if we had an alternative if? I want to offer that alternative if to you today, and that is focus. I quite remember the day I received the news about my father's passing. Leading up to this day, I had assuredly prepared my mind for the possibility of his loss. When the loss actually happened, while my heart went into a state of grief, my mind remained focused and alert on the things I needed to do. In the space of focus, there were things I needed and things I did not need. One of the main things I needed to focus on was the immediacy of meeting my responsibilities and obligations of funeral planning and so on. You may be wondering why this picture of my father and why I'm sharing that with you. Well, this is exactly what my sister and my colleague described when explaining how some may be offended by them not responding to messages and calls or all of a sudden they have become silent in their grief. When someone experiences loss and you text them, you call them and they don't respond, you just have to know that they have experienced an unimaginable loss and that such trauma needs attending to for healing through it. So then someone will ask me, well, how do I get people to understand? My response, you don't. It is not your responsibility to concern yourself with how others feel about you when you are in a state of grief. It really isn't. I recommended to a friend of mine recently that when they experience loss, they probably could do a few things. For example, you could assign a close friend or family member the task of replying to your messages and responding to phone calls on your behalf because your state of mind might be in a very fragile space 
And so you may not be able to read messages as clear um, with the right intention as possible. Besides that, you may also want to just not respond for a while and it is okay because I have been there and I know that where your focus is should be on the self and the motions of slowly learning to live with such loss. You move with the grief, you dance with the grief, you laugh with the grief, you smile with the grief, you talk, you cry, you eat, you're present with the grief. So then how do you respond to a grieving friend or a grieving heart? First of all, you must know what your friend is grieving about. For my friend today, the grief of her mother's passing has started. It probably started a few days ago. The common one may be death, but there are others too, other losses too, such as loss of a marriage, loss of a job, loss of an opportunity, loss of something that may deem valuable or be deemed valuable and not necessarily life related. There's nothing like a worst grief or grief that is not worst. For my Christian friends, I want you to listen up. When you encounter a friend who has lost somebody or is going through grief, Please do not offer immediately like paragraphs of Bible verses and stories. Like for me, Kate, yes, don't do it because I am not listening to you at that point. Okay. Do not offer only sympathy texts like, oh, condolences to you or I'm sorry for your loss. Those are what I call sympathy text. It, it really is just, you know, trying to find words, right? And the empathy button is what you need and you have to use. And empathy is hard. Empathy is coming down to that person's level. Sympathy is staying up on top of that person and pointing and pointing and pointing. What your friend needs right now is the simplest and genuine presence of you. I think one of the main ways I have heard about a friend representing grief for another friend is through Crystal Evans Hurst when she mentioned that when she lost her mother, one of her friends came up to her house and basically crawled in bed with her and held her. That was it. The friend didn't say anything. She didn't offer any words of wisdom, words of advice. She just crawled in bed with Crystal and just held her. And that was enough. So the three things I'm going to share with you are basically the ways in which I have chosen to walk my friends when it comes to their grief. Number one, aware. Know where your friend is with the loss they have shared with you. This will require that you think more and say less while taking in what they are sharing with you. If you have never experienced what they are sharing with you, well, you can try borrowing your felt experience from being aware of someone else's grief. Maybe it's a family member, a story that captured your heart, or the one that's in front of you right now. Your awareness is important because it will bring to your focus the attentiveness that you need to have and the empathy that you need to bring into the situation. 
Also be aware and be mindful of any cultural undertones or strong representation. Depending on the culture, your friend may be overwhelming or welcoming of uh, anything and all kinds of support. And some may not be. Some may actually say that we don't need anything. And that is that. This is why your awareness of the situation and important variables at play is so important to ensuring your presence is genuine and sincere. Number two, acknowledge. If you're moved in your heart to call, do and let it go to voicemail. If it goes to voicemail, it's okay. You know that that person probably does not want to talk. So here's an example for you when it comes to leaving a message. Hi, Julie, this is Kate. I know you can't pick up right now and that is absolutely okay and understandable. I want you to know God is with you in spirit and I am holding you up in prayer. I am not sure when you will be up for guests, but do text or call whenever you are ready. Yes. If you're moved in your heart to text your friend, send the text message, nothing long or nothing too short, a few sentences sharing your condolences and again, respecting their privacy enough to ask when you can visit. Yes. If you cannot do or say anything immediately, let them know you are listening with them. The beginning stages of loss involves a lot of shock and disbelief. So make allowance in your heart for that. Offering up words may get lost in the grieving heart's mind. So you can position yourself to listen and listen some more. That's it. Number three, ask. Yes, ask before you show up for the first time. Don't assume that everyone will be open to people coming into their home. For the most part, grieving hearts may be present with you when you visit, but their minds or focus are so far away, drifted into other realms of searching, hopelessness or hopefulness, comfort, peace, despair, and so on. When you do visit, have an expectations other than to sit and listen to them. If you want to help with anything, ask. If you want to pray with them, ask. If you want to send food, ask. If you want to check in with the kids, family members, ask. You can do this. You can be that great friend that helps another friend during grief and not that weird friend who doesn't know what to do. When checking in on a grieving heart's feelings, the worst question to ask is, how can I help? How are you? Are you okay? They do not know yet. Rather, the appropriate question to ask is, none. Don't ask questions. Instinctively know that they are hurting and in pain. Asking about their feelings is asking them to use words they aren't even sure of yet. Let them lead the way in expressing how they feel and you take the position of listening and empathizing with them. So how do you show empathy? Mourn with those who mourn. Simple. Allow your heart to feel the rawness of their present state. Be at their eye level and let them know that you see them and you're here for them. In the last few weeks, 
my heart has been all over the place. I have been good and then I haven't been good. Things happening, you know, like life just really happening. You may be walking in a similar path in relationships where some of your relationships have lost some things and some have gained some things. The reality of writing and reading such a post like this one or even listening to a post like this one is that in the moment when you have to use these tips, you may literally forget them. That is why it is good for you to take a note because you may want to come back. So if it is listening, practice listening skills so that you can listen to your friend when they talk. If it is not knowing how to respond or what to say, I want you to practice being still and allowing God to guide your tongue, mind, and heart to know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. Yes. Now, if you don't know anything about me, I love development, and that is all that there is when it comes to I am free woman. And so if there is a particular skill, like you're like, hmm, Kate, can you help me when it comes to developing this skill so that I am more equipped to help my friends when they grieve or to help my family members when they grieve? You know where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at Chief Joy Activator. And let's link up so that we can see how you can build this muscle, build this skill. Remember, you can still be a great friend even during times of grief. Here are your three thoughts for today. Be a praying friend, not a praying friend. One is P-R-A-Y. One is P-R-E-Y. Don't vanish when the difficult times roll again. Roll given the excuse. I don't know how to handle such situations. That's why you learn and grow. So many ways to do that. Thought number two, you can be a great friend or a good friend. The former is just as attainable as the latter. Both represent a heart of faithfulness and commitment, but one says you are extraordinary, so choose to be extraordinary. Thought number three, here is God in moments of suffering and pain. He is right here where he has always been and he knows, he sees, and he cares. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Three actions for today. I think the only thing that I want to talk about are these questions right here. Questions that will help you navigate how you can comfort your friends through grief. Question number one, what is my automated response when I hear a friend's grieving heart? Question number two, what is my preferred response and how can I tap into that side of me to show up for my friend? Question number three, how would I want a friend to be there for me during my moments of grief? I want you all, dear sisters, to just pay attention to this message and this topic. It is not like the fan favorite, the one that is like, oh, going to get more clicks. But I know it is so important that I do that. And it is so important that I record this because someone out there needs to know how to be a friend so that they can have a friend. Someone once told me, a client actually was telling me, well, I need more friends, I need more friends. And I just looked at her and said, well, you know, to have a friend, you need to be a friend. 
And so being a friend means that in all circumstances, in all situations, just as we know Apostle Paul was able to be there for his friends in other countries such as Rome, we must be able to be there for our friends irrespective of our own suffering and trials and struggles. I know it's doable because I have done it. Being able to work your own stuff while also helping your friend work their stuff. That, dear sisters, is what faithfulness is and what commitment is. It is always great to have you listening and it is always a great time walking in my purpose of teaching and building others up. I hope that today's message about grieving and comforting a grieving heart has helped you. My heart is full and I hope yours is too. Living free is basically everyday godly decisions that frees your heart and mind and feeds your heart and mind and focuses your heart and mind. I want us to be different, dear sister. And so I hope that as you get these messages, you're becoming more and more like Christ and choosing to live free every day. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, and exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, I want you to do something for me. I want you to choose to live free. I want you to choose to stay free. And remember, healed people heal people. So go out there and heal someone today. Choose to live free. I love you. Bye.